Behind every bit of mom wisdom is a story. A story of a real mom and real kids just trying to love each other well. Whether you're cozied up on the couch with a mug of coffee, pulling out of car line and heading to work, or out for a walk, you're welcome to join us as we share stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the I'm Mom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I'm Mom Podcast. I'm Abby with Susan and Megan and Chloe, who is telling this week's story. And I've titled this week's episode, Friends Are Friends Forever, so that we can all have the song stuck in our head for the rest of the day. Yeah, so I'm telling the story. Um, so I had a friend growing up, and we're going to call her Meredith. And Meredith and I, um, we grew up in church together, and our families were close as well. Um, and we just, we got along really well. So we played together from the time we were little. And when middle school rolled around, she just kind of started to become a bit of a mean girl. And I was able to keep hanging out with her though, because I just wasn't the victim of her mean girl tendencies at that point. Um, so I just kind of was... Isn't that the worst when you yeah. see it happening and you're like, when's it gonna, when am yep. I going to be the target? Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of a witness. Um, and then after middle school and high school rolled around, um, that's when things started to change. So I was hanging out at my boyfriend's house and uh, messages started to pop up on his Facebook and they were from Meredith. And I was like, confused. <laughs> so I began to investigate and I asked my boyfriend, I said, do you know Meredith? And he said, I don't know her, but um, she messages me like every day. And I was like, can I look at him? And so I went and looked and it's just messages from her that are just like hey 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 like unresponded to um but then there were a couple things she'd said about me and they're like not being you know the girl for him or whatever just petty stuff um which really you know it hurt it really really hurt so um I just got on his Facebook and was like hey it's Chloe and she said hey girl I was like no (laughs) um And it just started a text war and things just kind of took off from there. But what ended up happening was her mom took her phone and texted me and said, hey, it's Mrs. Meredith's mom. (laughs) (laughs) Nice save. Yeah. And um, I think your mom and I should talk about what's going on between you and Meredith. I was like, okay. Which, like, I know this woman pretty well. We go to church together. And I was said, Mom, I'm fighting with Meredith. And Meredith's mom wants to talk to you about it. And my mom was like, mm, no, I'm not going to talk to Meredith's mom about yours and Meredith's fight. You guys can deal with that on your own. And to make a long and dramatic story short, uh, we ended up going our separate ways. We had, a, we had a fight. And then we just decided to put the friendship on the shelf without your mom's involvement without my mom's involvement and just looking back on that story I find it interesting that my mom's um, thought process was no I'm not getting involved and then Meredith's mom was we need to get involved and the moms need to figure it out for you guys um, and I'm I'm really thankful my mom let me figure it out because um, fortunately at that point I had several quality friends in my life and I knew what a good friend looked like and Meredith was not that friend. And I'm just thankful that she trusted me to discern whether or not, you know, 
I wanted a friend like that in my life. And even though we had history, our families knew each other, we would see each other around and it it could be awkward. My mom let me decide, is that something you want to live with? Is that Mm -hmm. something you want to figure out on your own? Um, And I'm glad she did because I feel like I learned a lot in that falling out and I learned what to expect from a friend. And I'm just, at that point, I, I think we were 15 when we had like the full fallout um so anyways i just thought i thought my mom handled it really really well um and i just wanted to ask you guys like what kind of you know experiences have you had with your kids friends and and how to help them navigate friendships megan i don't know if you feel this but i feel like moms today feel a lot more pressure to make sure our kids have friends than maybe like I feel that my mom felt about me. Do you, I mean, for, for with kids, your kids age, you have to set up play dates and things. He's not going to make a phone call to a friend <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he Correct. Is. <laughs> he's three. So yeah, no, I, I would hope not. Like, do you want, do you like, do you feel some pressure to make sure that your son has quote a friend and not just someone to socialize with? Yes. I also feel like his friends are my friend's kids right now Yeah, because I want to, the parents want to hang out and we just force our kids to play together. Yeah. I do feel like though that my generation is also just overly involved in everything in their kids' lives, not just that aspect. So I, I feel like we're more involved. I mean, my parents were super involved, but I think it's just becoming more and more and more. Like, I think my parents were more involved in our lives than their parents were in their lives. And it's just the trend is continuing more and more. So I do feel responsible for making him, for, for making sure he has friends right now. But at the same time, like he plays with the two and four year old little, little girls right now because they're my friend's friends. Yeah. Um, so it may not last forever because I'm sure at some point he'll want to play with kids in his class and whatnot, but yeah, that's how it is right now. I think that it definitely, like when they're little, it, obviously you have to arrange everything, but at what age do you stop arranging play dates for your kids mm-hmm. or stop? Uh, Susan, do you remember when your kids were growing up, like when you kind of let them determine how they were going to pursue a friendship? Yes, and I do think it's different based on the child's ability to make wise choices. So I think when they're really little, yes, I would try to get together, get them together with kids that I thought were good choices. In fact, I think I've told the story with Megan. She was the first one to go to this school. I was a she loser was, and I had no the friends. The and I, didn't, I didn't know the moms. I didn't know the she kids. She paid kids. Yeah. So I asked the teacher, I said, who would be a good friend for Megan? And nailed it. She's still friends with them and they're, you know, in their 30s. Matchmaker. So that, so that was a teacher who nailed it. She, yeah. They're still friends. They were in each other's weddings you know? Know, so I'm, just, sweet. I'm just laughing because I I've not been concerned about James making friends maybe because he is like really social and extrovert I'm just laughing thinking back that my mom was like so concerned she wouldn't ask the teacher to I, help me make friends which is so funny because you're such a gal pal no, Megan I'm like you're yeah, such a, I know I, that's so funny yeah, I don't it was know. a brand new school I was a loser no, <laughs> that's so not true it was K4 it was a new school I didn't know anybody and so you know I wanted you to have to find the right friends. Anyway, I love that. Long story. I mean, I rely on James to make me friends at this point. Yeah. <laughs> go, James. Go make me friends. Go find us some friends. Like, you go make friends. I want to be friends with that little yeah. kid's mommy. So yep. you go make friends with her right yep. now. Yep. I've done that. Um, 
I will say this. I have had conversations with several of my children about there was one time one of my sons was friends with a boy and I started getting reports from school from the teacher that they were getting into trouble. And I I said to him, look, here's the deal. I hear you want to have so-and-so over to play. But based on your behavior in school, I don't think this is a friendship that I should encourage. Mm -hmm. So you have to show me that you can be a leader with him. Mm-hmm. In your case, Chloe, it sounds like your mom knew you had it under control. Yeah. And I think that's what you have to watch for. There, w- there was a time when one of my girls had a, had, had a really close friend, great family friends, but there were times when the other girl got pulled into drama mm-hmm. that then would, she want, had a desire to be popular and she would hurt my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to the point where I s- said, okay, do you see what's happening here? You're yeah. in a yo-yo that is controlling your emotions. And because of that, it's impacting how you feel about school. And we are not at school just for friends. We're at school to focus on our education. And if it's impacting your education, then I think you need to find another friend group Mm -hmm. because you're so caught up in the drama that's going on. So you got to have those conversations the older they get. So in that situation, did your daughter know that that girl wasn't a good friend? Because I think about, I mean, just even my friends as adults who have people in their lives who don't treat them well. Like, how do you encourage your kid? Maybe that friend's it's hard. Not, yeah. It's hard. It was a lot of back and forth. Like, okay, is this is this worth it to mm, you? Yeah. Is this the kind of friend mm. you want, the one that keeps you on a yo-yo and makes you feel like you don't know if they're going to be your friend today or they're going to not be your friend because they want to be in this other group? Oh, I feel like that's half the friendships that I had as a kid. Well, <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. End up kicking girls under the table. And <laughs> you can't, at that age, you can't really, you know, in their middle school, high school, control what they do at school, right. but you can talk to them about mm. it. Yeah. I think that... Uh, a lot of moms worry about kind of what I was saying a moment ago about their kids having friends, especially today, because we just don't really socialize the way that we used to. I know that when I was growing up, I had friends from school and we would hang out at like slumber parties or something like that. But most of my after school hangout was with kids in my neighborhood. You know, it was the next door neighbor saying, can Abby come out and play? So now I don't think that happens quite as much because neighborhoods are just different, you know, um, the kids in my small neighborhood probably go to five different schools. Kids that are all the same age either go to that charter school or that public school or that private school or that, you know. So I just don't think that we, our kids play like they used to. And so the idea of your kids having friends feels like more of a burden on a mom because the natural way to play is just not happening the way that it used to. And I think the sad thing is they spend so much time at school, literally, I mean, if they ride the bus, it can be like nine, yeah, eight, nine, ten hours. And they're only, they're getting their view of themselves from the same set of kids mm-hmm. um, that they're with all day. Mm-hmm. That in most schools, you know, there's only two or three classes per grade. So they're with these kids f- for a long time, some of them. And they don't get the chance to make friends like in the neighborhood or maybe in church groups or other things where, where the kids don't know their reputation at school. And so that's sometimes a hard thing. If your child only gets a view of themselves from one set of kids, mm. it can be really good or really bad. Yeah. We have the conversation starters printable on iMom that is about friendship. And one of the questions is, do you ever wish you could hang out with different kids? Mm-hmm. And I think some of the questions on this printable are, are really good to inspire that conversation. Yeah. With and kids. that's where I think Boy Scouts, mm. church groups, um, whether your child is in, you know, a chorus or mm. a dance group or a sport, Sports, yeah. where they're mixed up with kids who maybe aren't in their school mm-hmm. yeah. or different. 
So what if we have an article that um, was very successful on Facebook? I think the title was my kid's so nice. So why does she sit alone at lunch? Mm -hmm. So like, what if like, how does a mom look at a child who doesn't seem to have those, those, you know, real rich friendships? Maybe it's just like, they are kind of acquaintances with a lot of kids, but no real friendships. How do you look at that child and figure out what might be the cause of, of the lack of friendship? Mm. You know, sometimes, I mean, we've had the situations like this, but Megan, I don't know if you remember how important finding out what lunch you were in was in middle yeah. school and high school. It's like the first thing they look at yes. on their schedule. It was like the end all be all of my life. I w- wouldn't have been able to in. tell you that until you just said that. And I'm like, yes, I remember yeah. that. Which lunch do you have? I remember, especially the girls coming to me going, I'm in the wrong lunch. You've got to change my classes. Gosh. You've got to sign this so I can get in the other lunch. It what It is always super important. Sounds like for, you had a kid who was a complainer or a whiner. I know, no. It's mm-hmm. just they were paranoid about being alone at lunch. <laughs> no, I think this is probably where all my social stuff, you know, I didn't have friends and then yes, I like, was all about making friends and then if I had gotten the wrong lunch and I knew I wasn't going to be with my friends, then it was like, you know, it was this constant fear throughout my life, a theme, not I, having friends. I sometimes said, you know, if you're not Perhaps God wants you to be alone for a time. Hmm. This is not a bad thing always. It may feel humiliating, but sometimes our God does want our kids to be a little bit alone and uh, to depend on him. And it's really hard as a mom to watch that. Then on the other hand, if your child is always alone, yes, social coaching, social skills. And again, as a mom, going ahead and manipulating a friendship. It's okay to go to the teacher and say, you know, I... I, my son seems to be alone all the time. Is there anybody you think that would be a good friend for them? Because sometimes they don't have the social intuition to know how to look for the right, right friend yeah. for them. They're pining after the wrong friends and not being accepted in the crowd that they're pining for rather than seeing the kids sitting right next to them. I think that's really true. Like one of my boys, um, I think, gravitates toward a group of kids who is a little bit more, um, like a little louder, a little like have more, has more energy, like a lot of these boys. And he has said, they all play sports together. They all play soccer together. And he doesn't, I mean, he, he has said he doesn't want to play soccer. His only reason to want to do it is because he wants to have something to talk about with these kids. And so it's like, do they gravitate toward that like maybe popular group mm-hmm. because those kids are just more in their face like they they're more aware of them as opposed to the kid that sits in the corner who might also really like Hamilton like my kid likes Hamilton and would like to discuss Hamilton I want to hang know? with your kid yeah. right? <laughs> Hamilton. well I, I do remember you telling us too if we didn't get in the lunch with our usual friends you Sounds told like we struck a chord you said Megan <laughs> Well, no, you said, I mean, I remember you said, okay, well, who can you make friends with at that lunch? Why don't you make some new friends? Or why don't you find the kid that is sitting by themselves and go sit with them and make friends with them? Because I'm sure they don't want to be eating by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I went through a season where I, I always had friends, but my friends that were really close to me were just kind of going down a path that... I knew I shouldn't go down. Um, and it was really, really hard because I wanted to hang out with them and I knew they wanted to hang out with me, but we were making different decisions. And um, I I remember talking to my mom about it and just being really sad. And my mom was like, you know what? We're going to pray 
that God brings you a best friend. Mm -hmm. And he did. And that girl was my maid of honor and she's my best friend in the world. And it's so funny because her and I, we've known each other since we were five. Um, We danced together, we played soccer together. We just never connected. Mm -hmm. And then honestly, it it took us until about our junior year of high school to just have the right, um, like, similarities and personalities and we just clicked and so I'm really thankful my mom she met me with empathy and and she taught me how to pray for things that I really was wanting I think that's a great prayer that a lot of moms forget to pray for their kids Mm. because it feels a little bit superficial maybe but you know that and I've prayed that for my husband you know for other adults as well that God will you send a person into his life who will be a good match personality wise also help sharpen his you know love for you and his his knowledge of you and like I I just think that that is such a valuable thing an important thing to pray for yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah so let's kind of well first of all I also want to say that sometimes moms have to face the hard truth that if your child doesn't have friends there might be an issue with your child, yes. you know, like if if your kid kicks kids under the table and in the shins like I did, Crabby maybe, Abby. yeah, right. <laughs> maybe there's a reason they don't have friends. Maybe there's something. And so I don't know how you discover that cause. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. That's when you really start. And I, I'm all about the mom mafia. Yeah. Right? You know, I am. I just am, you know, talking to their moms, observing your child, having them have somebody over to play. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're older, if you don't have access to, you know, their social media and watching them, I'm talking about high school and stuff. But if your child's the bully, if your child is really struggling socially to the point that they're they're ostracized that's a child that's at risk for becoming depressed and you want to head that off Mm. um you have to take there are times when you have to intervene and take drastic action and there's so much coaching that can be done or uh when they're young supervised playdates to teach them those skills yeah and Hopefully you would have another mom who would have the courage to come to you and say it and you have the courage to listen with an open mind. But I think that the teacher could be another good resource for you to, Mm -hmm. you know, you say, why doesn't so-and-so have friends? And Mm -hmm. she could be like, well, he's a jerk. You know, I'll tell you what, (laughs) (laughs) we may want to cut this part out. But if you have a friend who has, in the case of boys, if you have a a friend who has a pretty um, intuitive daughter, they just usually... The girls usually know what's going down with everything. <laughs> I have asked friends before who have a daughter, so your daughter's in my son's class. Tell, tell me what's going on in the class, you know? That's funny, yeah. <laughs> because girls spill. Yeah. Boys are more black and white. Uh, yeah. You know, I think they're more surface where girls observe and will let you know what's huh. going on. They give on. you the color commentary. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the other side of it. We talked about making friends. What about either ending friendships or helping kids determine how close they should be with with certain kids. I just heard a story the other day, kind of similar to what you said, Chloe, about your issue that growing up, um, another coworker of ours went with her daughter to have it out with a friend. And basically she's like, I watched my daughter and this other little girl at like 12 years old confront each other, talk about their differences. And they decided basically to break up. Oh my god. They gosh. ended their friendship. She said it broke my heart because I thought we're too young to have like this type of, of conflict and finality in our, our relationships. Like they're twelve. But she said they decided and she went 
her daughter went in the bathroom and cried. So it hurt her, but she didn't, our friend did not get involved. Like our coworker did not get involved except for to bring her to the ice cream place to have this breakup conversation. I don't think my mom would ever, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think I ever took friendships that seriously. We just kind of like ghosted each other when it was time Uh for them to end, you know? Yeah. And I kind of had the, the thought that kids go in and out of stages, they outgrow things. So I used to say to my kids, you don't want to burn any bridges. Yeah. Okay, if you need to step away from somebody because they're in a bad season or like Chloe said, they were going down the wrong path for a time, you want to do that. But you're not married to this person. It's not a cousin. I could see if it was a cousin, yeah. you wouldn't have the break it up thing, but you would want them to work it out. Look, you're mm-hmm. cousins. Right. We're going to be together. You got to work this out. Right. My mom has the... She calls them like first class friends, second class friends, and she's like, "You can move them throughout your plane. Like right. sometimes, some seasons they're not going to be." Oh, in your I'm first so class. glad you said that, Chloe. Because do you remember when our our graphic girl yeah. Taylor told us about red light friends? Yes, yes. same type of deal. Yeah, same oh. type of. So I think because my mom was the same way. Like, and and with the friends I was mentioning who were going down the wrong path, like those girls are amazing girls today and we're all still really good friends. It was literally just a season in their lives and Mm -hmm. we didn't have any sort of finality to our friendship. I thank God because we have, you know, we have so many memories together and we're still friends. And you you probably laugh about that bad season now. Oh, (laughs) they're both moms now and one of the girls is like, my son is not getting away with anything. I did the worst things in high school. Like she's, she's so like, you know, she learned from it. She's yeah. laughed about it. So, well, so I want to talk about these red, yellow, and green light friends. This is a system that our friend Taylor's mom did with her, and it's basically it's a method to help your child discern who they should hang out with, um, because, like you just said, not every friendship is, is the same, and so that color helps determine the degree of closeness that you are to this child. Um, so, kids who are trustworthy, longtime friends are green. Um, the friends who you know but aren't quite sure of are yellow. Um, and the new acquaintances are old friends who haven't been behaving properly or who, who your child thinks are maybe unsafe move to red. But the key that Taylor's mom said, you know, was key to the system is that your child is the one that chooses what mm-hmm. color. Are they red, yellow, or green? Because when you put them in control, it tells them that you trust their judgment. And it also encourages them to consider what makes someone a good influence in their life and who they want to allow to speak into their life. I love that. Of course, Mm -hmm. you also have the opportunity, you know, that means that your child might be like, well, I really want to hang out with this person. He's a troublemaker, but he's fun. So you do have to, you -hmm. know, probably jump in. (laughs) But um, and then she said the colors can change. You know, you might move move your child and you, there's no printable like there's no chart that you yeah. like move your child from like that that friend move to your, one thing move your school bus but it back does, yeah. it does put the burden on the child like I s- said with my son when you show me that you can behave in school with this this child mm-hmm. then you can yep. play outside of school with this child well and for them like she used the example of sleepovers she said green light friends she could spend the night at their houses mm-hmm. and do pretty much anything with them like go out on a Friday night after a football game if they're in high school yellow light friends she could spend the night at their houses only if there were also green light friends there Oh wow! or she could mm-hmm. hang out with them during the day and then red light friends um, she could not sleep over at their house but they could stay at her house and then they could hang out during the day if there were enough other friends present. Love so that. obviously it applies to things other than sleepovers. But I thought that was just really smart. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated I it too. I feel like I need like a chart 
Like yeah. a, <laughs> like pictures up on a wall. And they like, yeah, man, that's, you know, Megan, um, you love people so much. You'd be moving the people. I'd say, oh, everybody. no, you can't spend the night. That's a red light friend. No, mom, I moved him to green. Yeah, Everybody's <laughs> on green. Well, one other thing I was going to say, too, about burning bridges is you just never know when they're going to pop back up again in mm, life. And I've so had true. that happen. Fortunately, the, I did not burn the bridge, but I thought about it. And I think probably one of my parents stopped me from doing that and Fortunately, that was a good thing because yeah. I think they did pop up later in life. Um, yeah. As Chloe mentioned, we do have a good printable about conversation starters about friendships. We also have a good one, uh, discuss it, making friends. And it talks about like little like role play things you can do with your kids to encourage them to approach another child. Like try smiling, compliment them on something, ask a question, use their name, things that maybe don't come natural to all kids. But if you coach them and practice with them, <laughs> hi, Timmy. Nice to meet you, Timmy. Like, that's why you got to practice. You have to ask, like, <laughs> ask a question. And you know what? Even teens need help with that because they don't talk to oh each other anymore. Gosh, no. yeah. <laughs> Eye contact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. So how involved should a mom be in her kids' friendships? Tell us via the link in the show notes. And be sure to subscribe to our iMom Minute email to get articles every single day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.